1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm on Skype, and there's a bit of an echo, but I'm sure they'll sort that out in the studio. My guest today is Rabbi Alon Joseph. Hello, Rabbi Alon.
2: Hello, Sue. It's so wonderful to be back with you.
1: It's so wonderful to see you, I mean, not to see you, but to hear you. I miss not seeing you. But our topic today is Masters of Our Thoughts. Do you know that you were the first person on my program last year in 2019, and you're now the first guest on my program in this 21 day of lockdown. So there must be some meaning behind that. So it's really good to have you.
2: Thank you. It's always such an honor and a pleasure to be able to spend time with you and knowledge and wisdom that you so much share with everyone else. So it is truly an honor for me.
1: Thank you so much, Rabbi Lon. And and I'll say the same. I would like to also thank uh, Tabo and Vusi and Craig and DJ Flo for actually keeping us on air. They've been phoning you and I today to try and get us, the uh, DJs, trying to get our Skypes going. My, fro- my, my um, front of my computer froze for a moment, and I thought, oh, no, I can't believe it but at least we are back. You know that George Bernard Shaw said, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. And I can't help feeling that that's exactly what each and every one of us are having to do at the moment. What are your thoughts on that?
2: So, you know, we found ourselves in one of the most interesting times I don't know, in certainly in our generation I don't think we've ever faced anything like this. Um, and all these times it's 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 fascinating how how you mentioned about creating yourself we've been thrown into such turmoil. That I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams could have ever thought about a world that we live in at the moment of over a billion people locked down, people in their homes all around the world. Something that's just taken over on such a global Level and it's left people wondering and and thinking and really been thrown back onto themselves of nothing that we could ever have prepared for, nothing that was ever any any um, indication that it was going to land up like this so I that think is- when we talk about creating ourselves, you know often mm. there are different times there are different stimulus in life that will motivate a person to want to um, create themselves, either we go through a tragedy, God forbid. Or there's a person has a type of revelation and they say, wow, I want to achieve this. There's a type of motivation or inspiration. There are different stages in life that will motivate us to want to change and recreate ourselves, so to speak. When something happens on such a global level, there is so much recreating happening on a business level, on a con- on a national level, on a, on a community level, and even on an individual level that whether it's in relationships or family, in business. I think the whole world is trying to recreate itself in ways that it's never had to before. And I think with that brings its own challenges, its own exciting times, but also its own daunting
1: emotional time that comes with that. Mm, Very definitely. It's that collective uncertainty, and we all have to find the path forward in that. I actually forgot to introduce you. I'm so sorry, Rabbi Alon. I mean, we got straight into our conversation. But Rabbi Alon is the rabbi at the Yeshiva College. He's a volunteer with Hatzola. And has helped us out a few times. Thank you so much. He's a founder and director of Live Your Part. And he runs corporate workshops creating values in the workplace and building cultures through values. So I must admit he's a particularly good guest to have on our program today because we are looking at how to create values which are not in the workplace now. But uh, we're being challenged in so many other areas. So he's the best person to have. Do you know? I just want to tell you that when you were on my program last year, I actually read this quote to you, and it's so uh, it's actually so valid for today's times as well. It's it's a Native American uh, quote, source unknown. If we look at the path, we do not see the sky. We are earth people on a spiritual journey to the stars. Our quest, our earth walk is to look within, to know who we are, to see that we are connected to all things, that there is no separation, only in the mind.
2: Hmm, That is so incredible
1: and it's so true so for, that what's been asked of us now this interconnectedness because this virus knows no boundaries it certainly is is going across all boundaries that we've ever thought were there
2: yeah you know when you talk about that interconnectedness i was just i was just thinking how we how sages teach us we are one within ourselves but we're also one with the world and you look at what's happening in the world at the moment during this lockdown and you see how the world even the world is changing the pollution levels are dropping the the rivers are stopping so polluted it's amazing even on on uh, an ecology level what's happening at the moment of this interconnectedness it's a realization of the world actually stopping and pausing and looking at what we're actually doing to the world around us on all levels on the ecology we can see it so clearly but even in business, what are we striving for? What are our values? What have we been pushing so hard for all this time? What are we really striving for? What are the goals that we really want to achieve? And sometimes we get so caught up in the world around us that we never really stop or have the opportunity to stop and to contemplate and to reflect on that, you know, on that beautiful saying that you just mentioned that is so powerful on so many levels.
1: Mm, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's almost as though society demands that we reach for goals in the future all the time. We, we just don't live in the present or in the present moment. Even when on holiday, uh, you know, you talk to anyone in business or, um, anyone striving for, for their goals, they'll all say that the first week of their holiday, they just cannot relax at all. It's their minds are racing with, with, uh, with demands of those goals that they were fighting to reach the entire year.
2: Yeah, no, it's so it's so true. It's so true.
1: But you know what? Uh, it's all very well for us to be talking about those sort of goals and and uh, which are so many of them are materialistic. But if you watch uh, TV at the moment in South Africa, especially, there's so much inequality. Um, and but but what is uh, amazing me is that a lot of people are looking to try and and see how they can help. Are you seeing that in in your community and where you are?
2: Yeah, I think you know as as we mentioned at the beginning, I think where we find ourselves at the moment is totally unprecedented. It's uncharted waters. People are looking for opportunities. You were saying, you know, it's not only about me anymore. This pandemic has created. As to have to look at society totally differently, so it's about looking for other people, about looking to help other people. I know in our street, just in our streets alone, there's been people saying, you know, I've got I've got these books, you know, with anybody like, uh, we've got the guards who still patrolling our area. Um, let's try feed them a little bit more, or give them something a little bit extra. People are really looking for the opportunities to try and find meaning in this situation, and I know that that's one of your big. Um, things that, that you love talking about, about finding meaning in life, and I certainly see that what's happening at the moment is that people are looking for that. People are trying to find meaning in so many different ways within their own lives.
1: Absolutely. You know, this has just come through from uh, from Australia. Uh, we're going to an ad break. I'll get back to this in a moment. I'll be back with you shortly.
0: This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Rabbi Alon Joseph. And our topic today is uh, Masters of Our Thoughts. You can SMS us on 34519. This has come through to me on my own number um, from Les Erwig in Australia. Thank you, Les. It's actually a great (laughs) saying. Amazing. It's at... This is by David Attenborough, and it says, In times of crisis, the natural world is a source of both joy and solace. The natural world produces the comfort that can come from nothing else, and we are part of the natural world. If we damage the natural world, we damage ourselves. And this comes from Liz in Australia, who heals himself by going to the beach every morning and taking photos of the sunrise, sunset. Goes into the into the bush, and those are the existential values that Viktor Frankl talks about. Those values which are free, um, you know, to to all of us. Um, it's the the beauty of nature um, of of. Changing seasons of friendships of relationships. What do you think about that? Uh, that uh, quote, Rabbi.
2: So I love I love that quote, and I think you're a hundred percent correct. However, uh, not to be the prophet of of doom, I do think there is also a flip side to mm-hmm. this as well, Sue. And
1: mm-hmm. I think
2: you'll be uh, very qualified to to talk on this. I think with uncertainty also be, also comes anxiety. I think with uncertainty also comes the the negative emotions that start playing in our minds. How long is this going to go on for? What's going to happen in in the future? Is everything going to be okay? So on the one hand, we are correct in saying that that there is a beauty, but I think we also have to be realistic and acknowledge that with that beauty also comes the emotional side of of, of a human, and 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 the, and the acknowledgement and the difficulty of the situation that we also find ourselves in.
1: No, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, as humans, we definitely are multifaceted. So we do go between optimism or pessimism. And right now, this collective uncertainty has has caused unbelievable what we could call anticipatory grief. It's that loss of identity at the moment. It's the loss of, of uh, those goals that we were striving for. Of a purpose almost You know we've got to relook really look at What is our purpose What is this time asking of us And you know Wendy Hendler On my program last week Said what will we Bring to this time And I yes. think that is What you know we have to Be alert but not Fearful I saw that somewhere Written the other day and I thought That is so true but it's so Difficult how do we not be fearful? When this is called, uh, I received a YouTube from Peter Bailey in Israel and it was on the F virus. And I thought, what is this? And it's the fear virus.
2: Yes, yes. There's been a lot um, going on at the moment with that. It's been very interesting how I've seen so many YouTube vi- um, videos that people have been sending that they talk about we have a pandemic of a real virus but we also have to be so careful of our emotional virus of fear because our emotions, also we know the mind and the body are so interconnected that what we think affects us physically as well. We know that healthy mind, healthy body. And if we let fear get to us, how it affects us on an emotional level and how it can destroy an individual is also we are seeing so many new ideas and so many people talking on these principles at the moment that it's been it's been amazing to see so much understanding and so much new areas and, and new understandings coming out in people. But you're right, you know, when we talk about about this grief and this anxiety that it brings to people and to acknowledge that of, of that we don't know the future. We don't know what the future is going to hold for us. We don't know how long this is going to last. The uncertainty, the unknown is so difficult for people to accept. Because because it brings with that, we like to control things. We like to know when things are going to happen. When we started the year, we had our goals, our dreams. We had a certain trajectory that we wanted the year to go in. And that's all been derailed. And it's thrown everybody off track. And now people have to reevaluate and rethink and, and redesign and re-come up with ideas and goals and change everything. And there's been some amazing things that, that I've seen that I'd love to share with you that mm-hmm. I've noticed over the past couple of weeks, uh, you mentioned at the beginning that beautiful quote about creating yourself, mm-hmm. and and, and uh, I said that there are different ways that that we've had to create ourselves. I know in the education field that it's been so challenged at the moment. Normally, we're based on frontal teaching. I come to school, I stand in front of a class, I give over my knowledge. Hopefully, they take something with that. They leave the class. I move to my next class. That type works. All of a sudden. We were told at our school, um, anyway, we were told on, um, we, on a Thursday or a Friday, on a Thursday that the school's closing, the kids didn't come back. The teachers were brought back and we said, right, we still have three weeks left of, of the term. We have to create materials and do everything and send home a pack. And literally the teachers had two and a half days to create this workload that they would begin to teach. And it was amazing to see what was taking place, the innovation the the camaraderie, how people were thinking and working, and were well, they and terrified an amazing,
1: initially?
2: They were terrified the whole process. I think people are still <laughs> petrified. Never mind terrified. Um, <laughs> that un, you know that unknown. It's very. Mm-hmm. We we have a certain way in education. We have a certain way of thinking. I come to a class. I prepare my lesson to teach. And now mm-hmm. the whole world, even in business, you know, you go to work. You have your meetings, you do your work, but now you've got no more office. Your home is your office. You've got to restructure how you run a business. You've got to restructure how you run your own life. This is not so easy. These challenges are real. These challenges are difficult. But what I have seen has has been the triumph of the human spirit. And I know this is something that Viktor Frankl talks a lot about as well. The triumph of the human spirit in these times has been something on a global level that has been amazing to see. And I think on a micro level, the things that I have witnessed have have really blown me away. And I'll just share a couple of them with you that I think have really left an impact, whether it's been in business, in relationships, in in teaching, in education. I've seen it in such powerful ways. I'll give you one example. Just on an education level, we'll start off with that. There's been teachers I've been working with. You know, who often say, no, you know, technology is not for me and I'm too old for technology and I can't get used to technology and it's not my generation. And now they've been faced with having to run Zoom meetings and been attending and now they're doing, they're recording lessons on Zoom and they're using Google Classroom and they're flying. And for them, it's been such an amazing experience of saying, wow, I didn't think I could do this. I didn't think I was capable of achieving this. And now they're showing themselves that they have an inner resilience, they have inner capabilities, that they, that, that, that they have not pushed themselves maybe hard enough to realize how strong they really are and what they're capable of really achieving. And I think as we go along, we're going to be pushed harder and harder and we're going to have to rely on our resources, whether as an individual or as groups, to find ways to deal with this. But it's been amazing to see how people have risen to this challenge and how they're pushing themselves and they're learning new things. And Mm -hmm. they're growing and they're saying, wow, this is exciting. This is incredible. And it just shows the triumph of the human spirit, the human plasticity, that what we think we are capable of doing, we are really capable of so much more if we just open up ourselves. And maybe, you know, I think there's always a silver lining in everything. Yes, we face a pandemic of epic proportions that we have never seen. And there is death and destruction on one side. But on the other side, there is growth. There is incredible opportunities. And that, to me, just on an one level, on an education level, has been mind-blowing to see what teachers have been creating, and not just within my school. Overseas, I've been speaking to people in other schools around Johannesburg as well. It's been amazing what people are doing. And it's been so inspiring for me to be able to see that maybe we can take that and discuss you know how it's affected the family and relationships as well but i just think on that education level i've seen it so profoundly and it has inspired me in many many ways
1: well it is what um uh, victor frankl says you know we 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 shouldn't be the victims of fate we have the human ability to transcend above our experiences and find meaning and you know Michael of uh, j fox you know the actor the yes the, yes yes <laughs> uh, he at 29 he was diagnosed i think he was 29 years old he was diagnosed with parkinsons and and since then he's had many other uh, uh, illnesses that he's had to cope with And I was reading a book the other day And they quoted him and it said Acceptance doesn't mean resignation It means understanding That something is what it is And that there's got to be A way through it
2: And that's
1: exactly What you're saying People are looking for the way through it And I just want to just see Craig's, uh, we've got an ad break And then we're going to go to YouTube I'll get back to you in a moment
0: This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human, my guest today, Joseph. And we're about to listen to a a very short YouTube by Dr. Alex uh, Patakos on on the prisoners of our thoughts. Uh, It's not the one you heard last week. It is a different one.
3: And what President Mandela was trying to say when he left Robben Island, he said, "You know, I had been incarcerated for 26 years, and you know, I was a, I was physically a prisoner, but
4: I was able to find freedom." Those of us who who enjoy every freedom, certainly people living in uh, the Western world, enjoying enormous amounts of freedom, that that we often do this to ourselves we we become captives to our own thoughts absolutely at times yeah you know and,
3: and i know this you know from receiving Many letters, mostly written, handwritten letters. They're not typed. They're not emailed from incarcerated prisoners from literally all around the United States, Canada, Europe, and so forth. And and many times I get those letters right around a holiday, like before the Christmas holiday or something like that. And it, it, those are times of deep reflection for a lot of people. But imagine now being physically in prison. And I've worked with prisoners. I've worked with inmates mm-hmm. in in state prisons and so forth. Who you know who. In many cases, we'll never get out. I mean, they will never have the kind of freedoms that we take for granted. But at the same time, they're learning how to be free within that incarceration. And what that means is, is that they learn how to be a better person. Uh, I know older inmates, for example, who try to coach and, and, you know, mentor younger inmates to try to get them to say, don't become like I've become, Mm -hmm. you know, try to find some way in which they can find some sense of freedom Within their physical incarceration, that they feel that they can do something that's of a positive benefit that's you know extends beyond themselves, and so they can you know find that their incarceration was in fact meaningful to them.
4: Mm-hmm. You started our interview by saying that every situation has some meaning embodied in it. Yes,
3: yes, and, and that was that's one of the most profound. Things that Viktor Frankl taught me and everybody else is that there is a seed seed of meaning. Again, we don't create it; we look for it, we discover it. If we don't look for it, we're not going to find it. But the idea here is that there are different levels of meaning. There are different there's you know there is the ultimate meaning, which has a more spiritual uh, Mm -hmm. dimension to it. But the idea is when we look for it, and if we recognize that everything around us has meaning, every experience we have, up until the very last breath, and it could be one of the most negative things. But imagine being incarcerated, all right, in Auschwitz. we couldn't imagine that. Imagine some of the, the horrors that are going on in the Middle East and other parts of the world that we could not, you know, fathom how to deal with that. And so to be able to to, to really rely on somebody who's experienced that and who came out of that stronger, who came out of that with a mission that was really a spiritual mission to help others find meaning, I mean, that's what kind of helps drive me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I happen to be a veteran of the Vietnam era, and I know that a large part of my enthusiasm for life is really about not just finding meaning for myself, but helping others. Mm-hmm. Because I've been blessed. You know, I mean, I'm alive today. I'm at the age I'm at, you know, and, and being able to have this interview with you. And so this is the kind of thing that
4: really kind of gives me meaning. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Alice, P- Alex Patakos, thank you so much for being with me. This has been a, a great opportunity to, to share a world yeah. of meaning with you. And well, of thank course, you. The, the work that we do here on thinking aloud is, is also one I think that is imbued with, with meaning.
0: This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9
2: High fm
1: Rabbi Alon, don't you think that's a wonderful idea, this helpline for, for High fm
2: I think it is phenomenal. I think it is so needed. I was reading an article the other day that was posted, I think it was Hatzola International or United Hatzola, one of the international sites, and they were saying how depression... Suicide, How all of these things are very um, indicative, are very common in these type of times and how careful people need to be with their emotional health and look for the symptoms and look for the signs and just be open to speaking to people. It can be very lonely being by yourself for so long and it's so important to have those opportunities that, you know, and such an amazing thing that you can speak to someone, someone's there for you. It really is amazing.
1: And most of it, I do know a lot of the counsellors, and they are wonderful. So please, if you're needing them, anyone listening in, please just phone our helpline. Yeah.
2: Make the uh, most of it. It's there. Use it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've just had the funniest thing happen, which has never happened to me before since being on radio, but uh leon my husband has just come round to my window to wave at me to say uh he could hear her. okay i <laughs> <laughs> think
2: like moral support Sue.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, you people actually reaching out. You, re- you remember what Viktor Frankl said about, we who lived in the concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts comforting others, giving away yes. their last piece of bread. Piece of bread. And they have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's Freedom attitude, to choose uh, in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way and yeah, that, that you know, is powerful it absolutely is, and you know you were talking about uh the fear and and the grief that there is that the people are feeling, and you know the, I think it's very necessary to actually recognize. And honor the negativity that we're feeling. You know, you don't have to replace negativity with positivity immediately. You need to, first of all, just actually get in touch with your real feelings. We can't deny that there is a uh, fear in the world at the moment. There is uncertainty. There's great loneliness. And I think we need to first of all honour those those feelings and don't see them as negativity. Don't run from them, you know? But then it's to bring that acceptance in. odd Ob- Mandina said, I will love the light for it shows me the way, yet I will endure the darkness because it shows me the stars.
2: Wow. Isn't that brilliant. Helpful? That's so that's so powerful. I love that. I love that. You do know, you I think know, you one you of the it? ways Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to say in your own work, do you agree that you need to, you can't run from the negativity, you have to acknowledge it?
2: Very, very much so. You know, it's part of our growth. I think part of our growth is an acceptance of who we are and where we are and Mm -hmm. and understanding that within ourselves and then challenging ourselves and say, okay, I'm accepting these are my flaws, these are the areas that I can work on, these are my challenges, and now what do I do with that? So I've got them. And now what? I have a choice. Either, as you correctly said, and as he said in that video, either they're going to control me or I need to take control of them and do something with them. You know, and I loved, I loved what he said in that video clip that if you wanted to, that to discover meaning, you've got to look for it. You've got to find it. It's not just going to happen by itself. You've got to put the time and the effort into making it happen. You know, you've got to let go of what you can't control. Take and take. Control of what you can and say to yourself, well, you know, how do I find meaning in this? Where do I look for it? Where do I start that, that journey? Everything has meaning within it. And it is our job to find that. And when we do find that meaning, that's what he said. We become a better person and look for those opportunities. It's, you know, as I was saying before, I've seen that in the education field, how that's happened, even on a, on a family level and on a relationship level, you know, When you're locked up in a, in a, in a house with someone or the, or the whole time period that this has been going on, if you look at how families are dealing with it and hopefully, you know, in productive and stronger and stronger ways, but they've had to find ways they, they're bonding together. I was talking, but you know, before the lockdown happened and work was already shifting to, to people working from home and things like that, I saw families going for walks with each other. You know, people, people were spending more quality time with each other because now they had to. And I think right. it's about finding meaning in these opportunities that we have. There is so much around us that we can find meaning in making time as a family, maybe for things that you've never had before. Yeah. We've started, you know, different things in our own, in our, last night was games. You know, we all sat around a table and we played different board games together as a family. We've created a, a schedule that's stuck up of different chores that need to be done in the home. And everyone signed up for a daily chore that now is their responsibility that they're going to, to do. And they, you know, and they, and they've taken that on. So there are so many opportunities to learn and to grow from, from where we are. And that's what he was saying. Find the meaning. Look for it. Everything can have meaning if we are willing to put that
1: time and that effort into it. into it. Absolutely. I must admit, I see it in my own family with, with our children. And whether they're here or in Israel, they are being so creative. Last night, my son-in-law Paul, um, did a, a night treasure hunt for the kids. I mean, such fun, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> my, my other children are all doing wonderful things. I'm going to tell you something about what Leanne and Gina Katz are doing late, a bit later. But you know that this, it also reminds me of a, a story that my aunt Sybil told me. She didn't have any children and she was very close to my cousin and I. And she once told us a story about, it was during the bombing raids in in London, and the bombs were, every single night the bombs were flying, it was the German Luftwaffe, Luftwaffe who were bombing London like mad. And she and my mom were young, they were in their 20s, their husbands were both involved in the war, and... Um, They were in a flat in London, and every night they had to rush to the bomb shelters. And one night they decided they were not going to get to the bomb shelter in time, so they quickly went under the stairs into a little room there. And they were sitting there when they heard two uh, elderly women from next door that they happen to know, sitting on the other side of the partition, <laughs> and uh, in in their little room, talking about them. And my aunt uh, said to me that she learned from that that everything will pass, but you have to face it all with um, um, with the in the best way you can, because these two women were saying. Um, Things like, you know, there's two wonderful girls from South Africa. Uh, you know, honestly, they're, they're, they're so bright and they're, the way they dress, <laughs> that you would swear that they were, that we were not in the middle of a war. It's such a pleasure to see them. And my mom and my aunt used to go and check with them if they wanted anything, you know, from, on the meager yeah. uh, portions that they had. Anyway, so my aunt said to me, now just remember, no matter what happens to you, you get up, you get dressed, you put makeup on, and you face your day. Anyway, so the other day, I happened to phone a friend of mine, and she said, go on to, on to um, a video, which I did. And she said, oh, I love your earrings. So I said, oh, think I know we're not allowed to advertise on here, but Caroline, my daughter, <laughs> actually made them. <laughs> so I said, thanks. She said, oi. Why have you got earrings on? So it reminded me of the story of my aunt. You know, getting up, facing the day, putting on your makeup, putting on your earrings, and making the most of it. Because let's face it, if you do do that, you get it's it's almost like a purpose that you get up for, and then your purpose can can flow you know it's that that between stimulus uh, stimulus and response that victor Frankl talks about there's that space and in that space lies our power to choose our response you know yeah. and it's uh, yeah. so and
2: powerful that you know that you mentioned that i wonder i was i was thinking about it the other day actually i, I was chatting with one of my friends i saw a picture of him um and he was mowing his lawn because there was no one else to do it. And he was dressed like in his normal work clothes. He wasn't dressed in his shorts and, uh, and a t-shirt. And someone commented to him, you know, you're mowing your lawn like it looks like you're about to give a shear. And, and I thought it was a very, <laughs> I thought it was a very funny comment, but, 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 but you are right. You know, are people waking up and still getting dressed in the same way that they would go to work? We know that. Our external influences, our internal. When you get dressed and you feel like that, you feel like you'll be more productive. Yes. You'll feel, wow, yeah, I'm dressed for work. If you're gonna try work in your pyjamas, you're not gonna have that same energy. You're not gonna have that same productivity as if you were dressed in your in
1: your suits. Absolutely, that is so and, uh, true. You and know, we know and that,
2: and I think that's part of the fun. I think that that's part of finding meaning in this situation that we find ourselves in. It's all uncharted waters, as we said, but it's about Looking for those opportunities. There are so many opportunities around us. You know, he He mentioned in the clip about counselling and mentoring. I saw on on LinkedIn hello? someone had, had hello Kiyamus. Just, c-
1: just say that again. You I broke saw, up. So someone it?
2: sent me. So, uh, mm-hmm. so you know how he said about finding meaning and becoming a better person in the jails, and he said uh, he was counselling and mentoring people. So, someone sent me a link from their profile on LinkedIn to say what they have decided to do during these 21 days that they stuck at home is to try and learn a new skill and to try. And and what they're offering is they said, I've got a skill I'd like to learn about a new skill and I'm willing to offer my expertise to someone who can teach me about theirs. And it's Mm -hmm. about this exchange of knowledge that people are now looking. So there are so many opportunities. We just have to look, and to find them. It's about creating, as you said, about creating that meaning in our lives. It Mm. is so important during this time of letting go of what you can't control, taking control of what you can, and find meaning in what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. We're going to add break, but I absolutely agree with you. We'll get back to that. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson,
0: only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson. Craig's telling me that he actually didn't get my um, my email about Christopher Reeves and and humor, but I'm sure he will find it. I've tried to resend it. Um, Rabbi Alon, yes. are you there? I am. Okay, this in the, that particular YouTube, it showed how. Christopher Reeves, Robin Williams, came in and was very, very funny. Um, And he didn't, um, Christopher Reeves didn't realize it was Robin Williams. They were very good friends. And how he was paralyzed, as you know, Christopher Reeves, from the neck down. And he said he was hanging upside down when Robin Williams came in and dressed as a doctor. And it was the first time that he had actually (laughs) laughed. And that's when he realized that he would live again, so I mean it was it, it's beautiful, hopefully they will find it and um, just for you, you were talking about in your last program last year um about leadership and how you're not born a leader. Well, just go through that again with me so I think that
2: leadership we often think you know if we think of who's a leader. People often mention all these like top executives or famous people that we know. But the reality, you know, when we started Live Your Part, uh, me and my partner Norman, when we launched it, uh, our whole pro, our whole purpose behind it was about changing the world. And we said, how do we change the world by creating role models? And who is a role model? Everyone is a role model. We all have the ability to be role models for other people, and this is something that we tell in all of our business trainings. That we are all role models for someone else. Everyone, someone will look up to you. You might not realize it, but there is someone looking up to you. Leadership is exactly about that. It is about us realizing that we can impact other people's lives. They are, you know, for example, if I look, if you look in schools, you know, the grade twelves are always the ones who looked up to as the. Le- Leaders of the school, whether they like it or not, it's a reality. We if we look people. in business, your so. manager is a leader, your your CEO is a leader, but the person sitting next to you is also. Yeah. So we have, have to God. lead by we have to lead by example, and therefore everyone is a leader. We are not born leaders; we choose to become a leader by the way that we act, whether positive or negative. But we set the environment for the people around us through our actions, and therefore. Leadership is something that we take on upon ourselves, but it's also something that we have to realize we impact other people through our actions, and that's what leadership is. It's about realizing that you might think you're insignificant, but people are watching you. People are looking at you, and we need to lead people in a positive and productive way, and that's something that we speak a lot about in business.
1: And, you know, that is so important in today's world, quite honestly, where we all are, because we are all in isolation at the moment, in lockdown. So some of us are alone. Some of us have partners with us, thank God. And some of us are in perhaps um, – uh, yep. uh, uh, can you hear me? Some of us are perhaps living yes, with, with our families – And each person in that family have to actually step into that leadership role. Exactly. Exactly.
2: It's about taking, you know, it's about looking at what needs to be done and getting it done. Mm.
1: And it's taking responsibility for, you know, for whatever we're actually are are supposed to be doing. I mean, you said that your children all have chores to do. Uh, That is very important. Uh, You know that um, Leanne Jackson, my daughter-in-law, and Gina Katz have started this thing. They're saying that if if you're going to be spring cleaning your homes, get your children involved. And they've said they've been approached by orphanages and organizations helping underprivileged kids and the recycle men. And to actually, they what 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 Gina and Leanne are suggesting is that when our lives go back to normal, they – Everyone should now start cleaning out their rooms, their cupboards, clothes, games, shoes, blankets, stationery, everything that we no longer need. And, what babies, had told- outs, and after yeah. this, they will actually be distributing it to the needy and they would wow. like people to help them do this. And as, I, as Leanne said, I've always said what little we give to people is like gold to them. But what it does for our souls far outweighs what they receive. You can amazing. actually contact Leanne or Gina Katz. I will send their numbers through to the High FM office. But isn't wow. that amazing? And it's so true. We are. We do have time to declutter.
2: Yeah. You know, I think the opportunity that we have at the moment is, a, as we said, it's a golden opportunity for so many things around us. There are so much that we can do, and it's about finding, it's about looking for those opportunities and finding that meaning. And it really is, you know, people are clearing out, people are looking to, how to help others. People are using this time in such a productive, positive, and powerful way. And I think, um you know, I don't think the world will ever go back to being normal. That's my... That's my feeling. I don't think we will ever go back to how we were before. I don't think we can after something as as, as powerful as this. I think our lives hopefully will be intrinsically different because of it. Hopefully we have learned the lessons and hopefully we will continue to learn the lessons and it will change us to make us into a better society, whether it's in our homes, whether it's in business, wherever it is. Hopefully this pause that we are going through will be a catalyst for something so much greater You know, and that we will never go back to being how we were because if we do, then we haven't learned the lessons. We haven't grown from this. And therefore, you know, God forbid, it might have to repeat itself. But if we learn the lessons and we grow through the lessons, then we have changed because of it. And that's the purpose of everything. It is to grow and it is to change.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's also to to start practicing. Mindfulness in our lives and gratitude, and perhaps that's part of the change that you're talking about. It's um, you know the gratitude which allows us to to focus on what is good and positive in our lives right now, because that does distract us uh, from the misfortunes or you know whatever's happening. Uh, we certainly can't change the negative events, but we can begin to see them in a softer light. I think you know uh, yeah. they, the the Earth, the world is changing. this is not just us, and it's how we all step up to what the world is asking of us now, what you know that's important uh, and, Yeah, and I agree also, with you, and also being mindful, you know that mindfulness which which helps us sort of really look at our our um uh, our mental states, you know, it it helps us look at our external circumstances in a more compassionate and and non judgmental way. This is not to be judgmental of what's happening or, or what's happening to us. It's actually to to soften our eyes to look at the world through softer eyes. Maybe that's what's being required of us.
2: Yeah, you know, it's so it's so powerful that. We have, as part of our business, we have these WhatsApp groups where we communicate with a lot of the staff. Um, And what I did for this lockdown is I actually just created one group for everyone that they could join, and I called it the 21-Day Gratitude Challenge. And every day I've been posting different ideas and different tasks about gratitude. Today it was just to look at your five senses and write down three things that you're grateful for on each of your senses as you go throughout the day. Yesterday was about. um, Yesterday was about looking at your friends around you and at your family and appreciating those things. So it's different tasks that we can set ourselves on this on this WhatsApp group, and it's been so amazing to see people's response to it.
1: You know, it's almost what that that Latin saying "Carpe diem," you know, seize the day. Yes. Uh, because that's what you're saying. I mean, you're definitely making the most of, of whatever time we, we, uh, are going to be here for, you know, and, and it is uncertain, but we, we are, you are taking responsibility. And I think that's what we all have to do. And Rabbi Sachs yeah. did say about humor that, uh, in his, one of his pod, podcasts that he actually Enjoy the, the, the YouTubes that make him laugh. He's had a few really good laughs lately. I don't know about you, but I have also, I've laughed out loud so often at some of them.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think that humor, you know, humor is a coping mechanism, but it also Very. does wonders for the brain. It, you know, it does. And I think it's part of it as well. We have to realize, you know, that there is, that there are things out there that we can still laugh at. We have to bring that you know, into our lives as well, very much so
1: and and bring that fun in it cannot all be negativity um, no you know that uh, and and I think that's part of being mindful, being mindful every moment of the of our of our day about what's happening and and recognizing that nothing is permanent, everything it is that's the transitory nature of life, nothing is permanent, so you know it's. Well, uh, there is that saying you don't step in the same river twice. Um, I can't. You, do, you, do you, know, you know that saying? I don't even remember who it's from, but it's about that each time you step in the river, it's a different river, even if it's yes. the same river because it's different water. And I think that is what's happening with our lives at the moment. That each day is demanding something else from us, and we've got to really be very careful about. What we're allowing into our day. So what we allow ourselves to watch and, and take in on, on TV, I, I found I was overwatching. Yes. Now again, it's just about being
2: conscious. And as you said, about being mindful of our environment and being cognizant of what it is we're exposing ourselves to. It's so easy to get caught up into the negativity. It's so easy to let that override everything. And you can become paralyzed through that fear because there's just so That's much true. around it. But you can also choose to find that positivity in everything. And that's choice, as we've said throughout this whole program, that choice is yours. You have to be the one to choose what you watch, you know, what you want to expose yourself to, your mind to, your whole environment to. It affects Absolutely. us on every
1: level. Absolutely. Craig is telling me that we have to lo- uh, wrap up. I just wanted to say that to my children, my in-law children, and my grandchildren here in, in Israel, I know that some of you are listening. We miss you and just know that you are loved. And there's a wonderful saying by um, Apollinaire which says, Come to the edge, we can't, we're afraid. Come to the edge, we can't, we will fall. Come to the edge, and they came, and he pushed them, and they flew. So to everyone listening in, from Rabbi Alon and I, we wish you wings to actually fly through this time, to, to recognize what it's asking of you and to step up into your roles. How would you like to end, Rabbi?
2: Sure. I don't know if there is more of a more powerful way to end than that too, but I just want to give everyone to wish them all strength during this time that we're going through. Stay healthy. So stay, stay strong and look for those opportunities. Look for that meaning. It is there. And hopefully by doing that, we will learn the lessons. We will come out stronger. The world will never be the same, but the world will be a lot
1: better. Great. Thank you so much. And we're going to be actually listening to a a song, Turn, 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 by the birds. It's very applicable. And thank you so much, Rabbi. I will speak to you later. God bless. Thank you. Thanks so much. You have a
2: beautiful day.